Hello ladies and gentlemen, it's January the 4th today, and that means it's the fourth day of our one-year Bible reading plan. Uh, today's readings will be from Genesis chapter 8 to chapter 10 verse 32, as well as Matthew chapter 4 verses 12 to 25, uh, Psalm chapter 4, and lastly Proverbs chapter 1 verse, uh, let's see, verses 20 to 23. So, Lord, bless your word to me and to those following along. Let's start in Genesis chapter 8, verse 1. But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and livestock with him in the boat. He sent a wind to blow across the earth, and the floodwaters began to recede. The underground waters stopped flowing, and the torrential rain from the sky was stopped. So the floodwaters gradually receded from the earth. After 150 days, exactly five months from the time the flood began, the boat came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. Two and a half months later, as the waters continued to go down, other mountain peaks became visible. After another forty days, Noah opened the window he had made in the boat and released a raven. The bird flew back and forth until the floodwaters on the earth had dried up. He also released a dove to see if the water had receded and it could find dry ground. But the dove could find no place to land because the water still covered the ground. So it returned to the boat and Noah held out his hand and drew the dove back inside. After waiting another seven days, Noah released the dove again. This time the dove returned to him in the evening with a fresh olive leaf in its beak. Then Noah knew that the floodwaters were almost gone. He waited another seven days and then released the dove again. This time it did not come back. Noah was now 601 years old. On the first day of the new year, ten and a half months after the flood began, the floodwaters had almost dried up from the earth. Noah lifted back the covering of the boat and saw that the surface of the ground was drying. Two more months went by and at last the earth was dry. Then God said to Noah, Leave the boat, all of you, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Release all the animals, the birds, the livestock and the small animals that scurry along the ground so they can be fruitful and multiply throughout the earth. So Noah, his wife and his sons and their wives left the boat and all of the large and small animals and birds came out of the boat pair by pair. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and there he sacrificed as burnt offerings the animals and birds that had been approved for that purpose. And the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice and said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of the human race, even though everything they think or imagine is bent toward evil from childhood. I will never again destroy all living things. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. Then God blessed Noah and his sons and told them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, all the animals of the earth, all the birds of the sky, all the small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the fish in the sea will look on you with fear and terror. I have placed them in your power. 
I've given them to your to you for food, just as I've given you grain and vegetables. But you must never eat any meat that still has the life blood in it. And I will require the blood of anyone who takes another person's life. If wild animal kills a person, it must die. And anyone who murders a fellow human must die. If anyone takes a human life, that person's life will also be taken by human hands. For God made human beings in his own image. Now be fruitful and multiply and repopulate the earth. Then God told Noah and his sons, I hereby confirm my covenant or promise with you and your descendants and with all the animals that were on the boat with you, the birds, the livestock and all the wild animals, every living creature on earth. Yes, I am confirming my covenant with you. Never again will floodwaters kill all living creatures. Never again will a flood destroy the earth. Then God said, I am giving you a sign of my covenant with you and with all living creatures for all generations to come. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds. It is the sign of my covenant with you and with all the earth. When I send clouds over the earth, the rainbow will appear in the clouds, and I will remember my covenant with you and with all living creatures. Never again will the floodwaters destroy all life. When I see the rainbow in the clouds, I will remember the eternal covenant between God and every living, living creature on the earth. Then God said to Noah, Yes, this rainbow is the sign of the covenant I am confirming with all the creatures on earth. The sons of Noah who came out of the boat with their father were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham is the father of Canaan. From these three sons of Noah came all the people who now populate the earth. After the flood, Noah began to cultivate the ground, and he planted a vineyard. One day he drank some wine he had made, and he became drunk and lay naked inside his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw that his father was naked, and went outside and told his brothers. Then Shem and Japheth took a robe, held it over their shoulders, and backed into the tent to cover their father. As they did this, they looked the other way, so they would not see him naked. When Noah woke up from his stupor, he learned what Ham, his youngest son, had done. Then he cursed Canaan, the son of Ham. May Canaan be cursed. May he be the lowest of servants to his relatives. Then Noah said, May the Lord, the God of Shem, be blessed, and may Canaan be his servant. May God expand the territory of Japheth. May Japheth share the prosperity of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. Noah lived another 350 years after the great flood. He lived 950 years, and then he died. This is the account of the families of Shem, Ham, and Japheth, the three sons of Noah. Many children were born to them after the great flood. Okay, so this is where I take a deep breath. The descendants of Japheth were Goma, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Mesesh, and Tiris. Now I just know I'm pronouncing some of these wrong. Excuse my pronunciation. The descendants of Goma were Ashkenaz, Repith, and Togomar. The descendants of Javan were Elisha, Tashish, Ketim, and Rodanim. 
Their descendants became the seafaring peoples that spread out to various lands, each identified by its own language, clan, and national identity. The descendants of Ham were Cush, Mizraim, Put, and Canaan. The descendants of Cush were Seba, Havilah, Sabta, Ramah, and Sabtika. The descendants of Ramah were Sheba and Didan. Cush was also the ancestor of Nimrod, who was the first heroic warrior on earth. Since he was the greatest hunter in the world, his name became proverbial. People would say, this man is like Nimrod, the greatest hunter in the world. He built his kingdom in the land of Babylonia, with the cities of Babylon, Erich, Akkad, and Kalnia. From there he expanded his territory to Assyria, building the cities of Nineveh, Rehobothir, Kalah, and Rezin, the great city located between Nineveh and Kalah. Mizraim was the ancestor of the Ludites, Adamites, Lehabites, Naphtuhites, Pathrusites, Kasluhites, and Kaphtarites, from whom the Philistines came. Canaan's oldest son was Sidon, the ancestor of the Sidonians. Canaan was also the ancestor of the Hittites. Jebusites, Amorites, Girgashites, Hivites, Archites, Sinites, Arvidites, Zemorites, and the Hamathites. The Canaanite clan eventually spread out, and the territory of Canaan extended from Sidon in the north to Gera and Geza in the south, and, as, and east as far as Sodom, Gomorrah, Admah, and Zeboim near Lasha. These were the descendants of Ham, identified by clan, language, territory, and national identity. Sons were also born to Shem, the older brother of Japheth. Shem was the ancestor of all the descendants of Eber. The descendants of Shem were Elam, Ashur, Afaksad, Lud, and Aram. The descendants of Aram were Uz, Hul, Getha, and Mash. Afaksad was the father of Shelah, and Shelah was the father of Abir. Abir had two sons. The first was named Peleg, which means division, for during his lifetime the people of the world were divided into different language groups. His brother's name was Juktan. Juktan was the ancestor of Almudad, Shelef, Hazamaveth, Jerah, Haduram, Uzal, Dikla, Obal, Abimael, Sheba, Ophir, Havilah, and Jobabab. No, Jobab. Jobab. All these were descendants of Joktan. The territory they occupied extended from Mesha all the way to Safar in the eastern mountains. These were the descendants of Shem, identified by clan, language, territory, and national identity. These are the clans that descended from Noah's sons, arranged by nation according to their lines of descent. All the nations of the earth descended from these clans after the Great Flood. Wow, I think um, this is a personal comment. I think we often tend to pass over these passages of Scripture with all the names. Um, I struggle reading them. In my own mind, and this is wrong thinking, but in my own mind, it's not only just hard, but sometimes my mind says it's useless. You know, what good is it knowing these names? I won't remember them anyway. What do I learn from them? But I tell you what, if it's in the Word of God, God intended for us to read them, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. So let's hang in there, brothers and sisters. Let's continue to read God's Word, even the passages that we struggle with.
Okay, let's move on to the next passage. Uh, Matthew chapter 4, verses 12 to 25. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He went first to Nazareth, then left there and moved to Capernaum, beside the Sea of Galilee, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. This fulfilled what God said through the prophet Isaiah. In the land of Zebulun and of Naphtali, beside the sea, beyond the Jordan River, in Galilee, where so many Gentiles live, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who lived in the land, where death cast its shadow, a light has shined. From then on, Jesus began to preach, Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father, Zebedee, repairing their nets. And he called them to come too. They immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. News about him spread as far as Syria. And people soon began bringing to him all who were sick. And whatever their sickness or disease, or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them all. Large crowds followed him wherever he went. People from Galilee... The ten towns, Jerusalem, from all over Judea, and from east of the Jordan River. Our next reading is Psalm chapter 4. I particularly like the last verse, verse 8 of this chapter. David says, Answer me when I call to you, O God who declares me innocent. Free me from my troubles. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long will you people ruin my reputation? How long will you make groundless accusations? How long will you continue your lies? You can be sure of this. The Lord set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will answer when I call to him. Don't sin by letting anger control you. Think about it overnight and remain silent. Offer sacrifices in the right spirit and trust the Lord. Many people say, who will show us better times? Let your face smile on us, Lord. You have given me greater joy than those who have abundant harvests of grain and new wine. In peace I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, will make me safe. I love that last verse. In peace I will lie down and sleep for you alone, for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. Amen. Our last reading for today comes from Proverbs chapter 1. We'll be reading verses 20 to 23. These are wise words, so listen carefully. 
Wisdom shouts in the streets. She cries out in the public square. She calls to the crowds along the main street, to those gathered in front of the city gate. How long, you simpletons, will you insist on being simple-minded? How long will you mockers relish your mocking? How long will you fools hate knowledge? Come and listen to my counsel. I'll share my heart with you and make you wise. Wisdom is personified in those, uh, those few verses we read. Wisdom is greater than gold and silver. Wisdom is something we should be desiring every day, brothers and sisters. And uh, if you haven't asked for wisdom from God, and if you are a child of God, I highly encourage you do so immediately. Say a prayer right now. Lord Jesus, grant us more wisdom, not men's wisdom, but the wisdom from above. God's wisdom. Will he give it? Yes, he will. And he'll give wisdom abundantly to those who ask. Well, that's it for today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. I hope you uh, tune in tomorrow, and I hope you've been enjoying these uh, these Bible readings. I know I have been. It's good for me just as much as it is for you. So I hope to catch you around tomorrow as we go into day five, day five of our one-year Bible reading plan. Still the beginnings, still early days, so please keep praying for me. Well, until next time, friends, we always pray, come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen.